You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. Follow, like, share, subscribe and endorse us via Facebook, Trot the Egging, Twitter, at Trot the Egging, slash at John Heth, Instagram, Trot underscore D underscore Egg underscore in, YouTube, Trot the Egging, LinkedIn, John Hetherington, and Spotify, Trot the Egging. This week's rugby story belongs to another local lad who I had the pleasure of coaching for a couple of years. A keen football fan and former player, he flirted with rugby on and off until he was later in his teens when rugby took centre stage. With the UFC are thankful that it did, as he's a credit to the club both on and off the pitch. He's second team captain and an all-round good guy. Ladies and gents, Mr Ben McQuillan. Right, mate, so how are you and the family doing? All right, mate, yeah, it was good. Um, obviously... Been a bit tough times the last couple of years, hasn't it? But we're um, we're all good, mate. Mum, dad, sister. Her line doesn't say it's been tough, mate. <laughs> that's uh, that's come through a bit stronger than from some other parts, yeah. <laughs> right, we'll touch on it later, mate. We'll touch yeah. on it later. So before we get stuck into your rugby story, mate, where was home for you and I knew with with you? Um, like I mentioned, then obviously my mum, dad, and little sister. Um, Born and raised in, in Bailey's Close up near Birchie Gardens in Farnworth. Um, always Gosh. been there. <laughs> Not too far from where Chaz grew up, really, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Right, mate, right. So, how was rugby introduced to you and when did you begin to play for a club or for your school, mate? Uh, to be honest, it was never really rugby at first. It was football, to be honest. Um, right. Started off playing footy when I was about four over at um, Crompton College on a Saturday and then I was always quite a big lad when, when I was younger like stocky and well big bone as you, as you get called when you, when you were a big lad when you were younger yeah. but, uh, and one a couple of years a couple of dads were, were asking me to go up and play up at the Wids like they, they'd already started playing their lads and I gave it a go and never looked back it was about eight right okay so the rest was history which we'll touch on yeah, so yeah. when you say you went up playing football then mate were was you competitive at home with your sister or did that just come through football? No, I think everyone is, aren't they? The younger siblings, obviously I'm the oldest and you give them a bit of grief when they're younger, don't you? We get on now, right? But Right, so Crompton College, what was was a team, was a footy team based up at Crompton College, were they? Yeah, Pe- Pexhill. Right. Mm-hmm. Played from Memphis from when I was four till I was about 16, 17. What on and off did you with the rugby? Yeah, yeah, because obviously football was a Saturday one, so up until right. I was about well, up until open age, I could play both. Uh, yeah, okay. Dad, dad was the coach, like so. I, um, I always played football from, from like a young age, so right. So we'll, we'll touch on do you remember much about the game at that age? What was it? Little nets, little pitch, how many were on a team? And yeah, probably remember from when I was about like you say, probably similar times when I started rugby, really seven, six, seven. Yeah. When you start getting a bit more competitive, you go in the leagues and stuff like that from that age. Right, so it's pretty serious from a young... Yeah, with the footy yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's quite a competitive league and, and it was good. What's what's the crap with uh, rep stuff, mate, when you're playing football? Is there any sort of like town team or out like that? No, there's nothing like that really for the, uh, the footy. It's more just the academies. Um, right, okay. Obviously... It's, it's, it's more like that sort of stuff. You don't get like your Merseyside and your Cheshire and stuff like that. But at a young age, you do as you get older a little bit, but when you get right. to high school. But 
Okay, so what what happened with the rugby then? So you were playing Saturday football, Sunday rugby. Yeah. What were your training nights? Was it literally every every it night? It was yeah. It was training for football on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Training for rugby on a Wednesday night. Right. And as you get older, you start with the coach. You start training on Friday, don't you? But okay, so it was yeah. just one night each, mate. Yeah, one night each. Yeah, yeah mate. When you were younger, yeah. All right, and the lads that you played with then still your mates now or? Yeah, yeah. Like you say, obviously, I've got a few good mates who used to play football with. Um, a couple of lads who I'm playing, playing a bit of golf with now and stuff like that. And a couple of lads are up the woods and stuff like that. Sound right, posh, mate. So you're living <laughs> up farm with, you play golfing, golfing your spare time. <laughs> you distribute yourself through footy and rugby and your kicking games, gaps. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone says that. They said you should be doing a kicking game, but no, it's a... It's not the best, is it? Fully <laughs> <laughs> messing, mate. So, do you know when when you're in junior school? Then was the how serious was you taking rugby? And was the town team ever an option for you? Or was it about when you were at junior school, mate? Like year six? Um, to be honest, I, I've never really bothered with the with the rugby league side. Right. Um, I always remember in high school the town team. I was playing for the Wids, but my teacher put me forward for it. Yeah. So I didn't really want to go. To be honest, it was. Um, I went, it was over on, over on Wilmere Lane when, when yeah. we um, had a few training sessions and stuff like that. But yeah, it wasn't really my, I never really bothered playing rugby league. Like it's always just been up the woods. Right. So how was your transition into high school then, mate? Because that's when it sounds like your sporting story really kicked off properly, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, it was, um, it was a strange one because like obviously I live up near, near Birchie Gardens and mm. I, uh, I went primary school in Crompton. But then I didn't get in at Wade Deacon, I went to Bankfield. Um, luckily, uh, a couple of yeah. a couple of my other mates from primary school went to Bankfield because they were they were from Cronton, like they weren't in the catchment area for Wade yeah. as well. So it was good. Do you, know when, do you know when you went back? It was it like Richie Rich when he sees the normal kids playing baseball? <laughs> Is that what you were like? <laughs> no, I'm in. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was some of it was a bit eye opening, but you, you were like I say to be fair with, with the football and rugby, I knew quite a few lads there. Yeah. Um, a banky sort of thing. Uh, a couple of lads went went who were played football against and played football with went banky as well. So that that was good for me. I think it and was out play, playing sports like with with, with sort of socialised, doesn't it? So yeah, it's a bit of a track from yours, though, isn't it? So what was what was the crap with the cat? When did the catchment thing kick in? So basically, the cat. Well, the catchment area went a bit strange when I went to school. Matt, I think from what I remember, the, the, the birth rate was quite high that year. And right. the catchment area went the opposite way to me. And it was literally about 10 houses down from me, the catchment area. So I think, to be honest, if we'd have actually appealed, I probably would have got in. But right. like I can say a few of my mates were going to Banky, yeah. so I wasn't too too fussed about it, to be honest. And it, oh, it worked okay. out in his neighbour in the end. They had a great time, weren't but... Right, top stuff. So how, how did you find club rugby from school rugby, mate? Because you was you playing rugby union predominantly in high yeah. school? No, well, to be truthfully honest, when we were when I was at school, rugby, we didn't never really played rugby. We, I think I remember having one game in the whole five years of it at Banky. Um, That's a bit we, mad, that isn't it? Yeah, we played. I played footy all the time. We had we had a quite good football team, but then we um, we never. We always, I only ever remember playing rugby once against PMP, and we got absolutely battered. <laughs> yeah. So what what was what was it like then playing football? Which you'd have done. So, what you're still doing that one night in the week training, 
playing Saturday and then say your school had a game in the week you play yeah. the evening, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was there ever a time when you were, did anyone try and make you choose or would you know how to play both right up to leaving? No, we was allowed to play both, to be honest, because like I say, I, I, um, it was always a Saturday and Sunday, obviously, until you get to the open age, which then you have to make a bit of a choice. Like, But yeah. throughout the school, I played football and rugby. Right. Um, what was your position in footy, mate? Centre half. Yeah, and what? Yeah, I, was a, I was a big kid when I was a bit younger. So, uh, <laughs> stocky, stocky. Wasn't nimble enough to go up front, no. <laughs> <laughs> so with that group of lads, did you do much with the football and did anyone... Go on to do any rep stuff or be yeah, signed we, or uh, like that. We had a really good team, to be honest. Um, we ended up leaving. We, we played in the Halton League till we were about 11, 12, when you go to 11 aside. Right. And we was always competitive. Like if, it, we, if we didn't win the league, it was second or and we'd get to the cup finals. And then we ended up going over to the Liverpool League, which was an eye-opener, like when you first went over there, because they call you Wolves. Yeah. Trying to rough you up and that. And we played there from when it was 12 till about 16, 17. Right. And again, we, 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 we were quite competitive, but there's a couple of lads who were know. There's one over in America at the moment. He's uh, he's just finished his scholarship. Like he, he stayed over there. Okay. He's been given a contract by one of the uh, MLS teams. Like. It's mm, not too bad, is it? No. Yeah. So what's because you've been in both sports, mate, at a similar level, give or take. It might be a step up or a step down either way. How do you find like? Training attitudes, match attitudes, like the culture of both. Obviously, open age wise, you'd, you'd see culture better, but you've decided, thankfully, to come with us and not play football. But everything else, what were the facilities like? What was training like? What were pitches like? Um, to be fair, the both both clubs, are, I always played with Pexia and I've always played up at the Wids. Like, and mm. luckily, both teams have had good, really good facilities, like, and have actually been money put into them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a, it's quite a, that's why I think I enjoyed both teams so much because we were allowed to actually we were given the chance to play at a good level mm. um, as you know yourself through the wins and stuff um, yeah. they're always trying to trying to push you even more and the same with the football like Pexel were were really good with that sort of from a very young age trying you to say I'm not good training. at football What's that, sorry? Well, you said, you know, through the woods, are you trying to say that I won't be any good at football? Is that no, what you're no, saying, no, I'm sure you're very good at football. Well, why are you laughing at that? <laughs> no, we, uh, <laughs> we have to come down. We started a seven-a-side a few weeks ago. Oh, have you? come down, yeah. A few months back, like, Arnie and a couple of lads come down. And Arnie's a good, mate. He's Probably good player, shocked, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he is. He's a good player. Yeah. Got a cracking yeah. touch. He has. He has for a big, a, mm-hmm. a, a big lad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so when what, what type of places were you going then with the, with the football at this time? And we'll we'll touch more on the rugby in a bit, but it's just it's a different world, mate, isn't it? And yeah, you've probably seen that. But yeah, it's it's similar when we're at a younger age. It's similar to the rugby where you go and do festivals and and tournaments and stuff. And that's what was was good at a younger age. You used to go to you've been to like down in in the UK, Great Yarmouth stuff like that on 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 um, in competitions and stuff like that. And then it's it's really round there. Obviously, you go on tours and stuff with the rugby. There's none of that really, or there wasn't it when we were doing. You might do it now with the kids, but uh, yeah. we never really went away on tours and stuff like that with the football. But right, and when you were rocking up to because Great Yarmouth's a bit of a sack, isn't it? So mm. how many teams would be in a tournament, mate? And what would it consist of, like? 
what shorter halves just to get the games in and yeah, it was probably probably between sixteen and first and twenty teams probably. Um, it's good, you know, good that, crap, that, then. stuff like that. You go down for the weekend, right. and you play like a, a group stage on the Saturday, say, and mm. then knockouts later on in the Saturday afternoon, and then you'd have like the finals and stuff on the Sunday, right. and, and then you'd, you'd travel back up on the Sunday night. So you, you know, know to keep everyone there, would there have been like? Do you know, like the rugby union have like a league cup of play and a ball? Was there stuff, yeah, like, stuff that? like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd have like a right. third and fourth and a, and a final and stuff like you see nowadays with, with the competitions, yeah. Okay, mate. So, did you find it easy flicking back and two between yeah. footy and rugby? It was tough at first because obviously it's a completely different scenario, isn't it? Like, you, mm. you, but then when once I got used to it and like I say, I'd done it for a long period of time. So, it wasn't too bad. And as I say, I think it did help that the, the, the clubs were similar as well because you were coming into the same environment on a Tuesday night that you were on a Wednesday night going to rugby. Your right. lads wanted to be there. You're having a laugh with your mates, really. Yeah. And that's what it was more than anything, to be honest, at that time. All right. And how was juggling school and the sport you were playing? Was your mum and dad on you or was you pretty good with it anyway? No. <laughs> you had to keep on me for school. I wouldn't yeah. I... Uh, I like talk. I like talking and stuff, and I like messing around. Really, to be honest, but I like just being my mates. Really, and having yeah. a laugh. And he did have to, he did have to rein me in every so often with the school wise sort of thing. And so, was it a good social, social thing for you? Because the people we get on, no matter what standard they play, mate, when they find a sport they're into, the school becomes a bit social. Yeah. Rather than beneficial, like not beneficial. That's not the right word, but the they're there to see the mates yeah, and to tick boxes yeah, yeah. rather than Excel. Yeah, no, massively. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was that for me with, with school and, and even like college and stuff like that. It, it was a bit more of a laugh than it probably should have been, but... <laughs> <laughs> so when you're climbing with the rugby, mate, even though you're going to these tournaments with the football and you've stepped up a level, is there any rep stuff coming along for rugby? Did the width send you to Merseyside? Or yeah, whatever? so like I say, yeah, you're about 13, 14, aren't you, when you start getting your sense, so... I went through to Merseyside, went a couple of tournaments with them, and yeah. then went for Lancashire trials. Um, right. A couple of our lads got sent for them, and luckily I was chosen. Like, and I made it through the first stage, and then we, we had like a bit of a tournament, don't you? I wouldn't know. Uh, You're bragging. Like <laughs> 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 and um, no, I, I never made it to the, to the last part. They, they went. Yeah. They went and played. I think you play. Um, you play Yorkshire, don't you, and stuff like that. Right. No, it was good. Obviously, you've, you've got you. Get the ties and all that, don't you, and stuff like that. Yeah, a bit of stash. Yeah, a bit of stash, if nothing yeah. else, isn't it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> it is, mate. We love a bit of kit, don't we? Yeah. So if you can just talk us through the process from the club or the school asking you how Merseyside works, where you'd have to go and what you'd have to do, yeah. and then how you were invited to Lancashire and how Lancashire works, mate, please, for people that might not know. Yeah, so obviously, like I mentioned briefly before, with the town team sort of thing, it was never really on my radar because I didn't play rugby league but yeah. at one time we did have a game and obviously we played rugby with the school and stuff and Mr Burke the PE teacher you might know him Neil Burke yeah. he, he was the PE teacher at the time at Banky and, and he mentioned to a couple of us about going down so we went down I think it was a Saturday morning down at Wilmere Lane um, <laughs> usual drills kicking passing bit of contact bit of tick and pass and stuff like that which was good to be honest because I didn't really want to go but when, when you actually get there it's, it's a lot better than you than you worry about the night before innit? and stuff like that yeah. um, and then to be fair in terms of Murrayside Murrayside was great I really enjoyed that um, 
I think there was about three, if I remember, I think it was about three or four sessions on, a, on like a Wednesday night up at um, West Park. Okay. So, so you go to them three or four sessions, obviously you've got your teams from around there, us, LSH, Liverpool Collegiate. Um, there was quite a few lads from ourselves and Liverpool Collegiate, to be fair, in our year. Um, we both had good teams. And then you select the squad, you trim it down, and you go to um, re- where we played, we had a tournament at LSH. There's a couple of different, like Merseyside, Cheshire, stuff like that. Yeah. You have like a bit of a round-robin tournament. And that, that was a good laugh, right? And then obviously you kick on then, hopefully, to, to Lancashire side of sort of things. So that's a bit more bit more serious than Merseyside and the town team. Like. And again, I think, to be honest, I think ours might have actually been at West Park again um, our a few training sessions. I know, it, like I say, it was a bit more bit more serious. You could, you could tell it was a bit more stepped up, you know, with the coaching and stuff yeah. like that. And it was good, though, because, like, obviously we had we had a good coach at the time at the Wids with Dave Breed and, like, but it was good to see that sort of style that they were trying to put into you. Um, right. And like I say, so, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's good to try and step up and, and test yourself. I've always liked to test myself. Um, yeah, and, and you certainly felt that, did you, mate? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you do yeah. massively. You feel that bit of pressure. I think it's probably one of the first times you feel pressure is a bit of as a kid sort of thing, going to these sort of things, don't you? Yeah. Trying, trying but, to impress and stuff. And So were you okay on, so, you know, for your club days, which there's daft questions later and one of them is partially this, but was you all right on a Saturday and Sunday for your club? Was you a bit, just go out and enjoy it or? Yeah, I think that was all, like I say, I think it was always drilled into us to, to just, as kids anyway, definitely to yeah. go and enjoy yourselves more than anything because you are playing your mates on a Saturday and Sunday, aren't you? Yeah, and, and don't get it wrong. You have the cup finals and and the stuff like that, and you start feeling a bit of pressure. But I was never one of them who'd work myself up before a game and, and and start panicking, panicking and stressing out and stuff like that. It was just you had to trust yourself and know you could go out with your own ability and uh, and you were there for a reason. You've been put there for a reason. Yeah. How did you? How did you feel in? Because that's what I felt about Merseyside. It was a bit like. So I'm from, obviously, I'm from town, so it's a little bit a step down from up the all end, mate. So, <laughs> but when you go Merseyside, joking yeah. aside, it's very much council estate, lads. Mm, Mum yeah. and dads have norm, normal jobs. Mm. They go to normal schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the minute you start getting past Merseyside, the ethos changes a little bit, yeah, doesn't I, it? I, yeah, I know what you mean completely, yeah. yeah. So... I, how was you? How did you did you feel that? Did you see that? And did you? Because when I've been in the past, mate, I think I I went and they all had the Lancashire gear already on. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit clicky, isn't it, with the Lancashire stuff? Yeah, well, um, I'd, well, yeah well, I don't want to that's say what I'm getting at. Yeah, 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 basically, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean because I think yeah, and then uh, yeah, there's certain certain teams who's coaching who's coaching at Lancashire. Who, like you say, you turn up in Lancashire gear already, don't they? And you, yeah, that, that's a little bit intimidating in itself. Thinking, oh, here we go. Well, he's going to play in my position, so I may as well try. I'm trying my best, but sometimes, yeah. sometimes your face just doesn't fit, does it? Or like you say, you, that's it, mate. Your background or whatever accent. Well, would you, as a kid, if if it didn't go your way? So the things we're talking about now, you've you've managed to progress, progress, progress. What happens when? For better use of a term, mate, a door sort of shuts in on you. Are you someone that takes it well? Did you did you take it to heart? Was it a personal pop at you? Did you feel at that age? Or? 
I think, again, I think it was always drilled into me to not try and take it to heart. I think, especially as a kid, you've, you've got to try and not because you, you can't half bring yourself down. And, and if you're coming home and you're worrying about it and you're thinking about it, I was always told not to worry about it. Some, some, another door is going to open. So, and if, it, and if, if you're right for it, then, you, then it's good for you, right? But there's a reason why you've not been picked. And it's, sometimes, it, like you've just said, then it's not because of you. Yeah, which is the worst bit, but as a kid, you don't see yeah, the politics. You don't, you don't think that as a kid, you think, oh, yeah. I think he's wrong. Or, of course you, you know, do, yeah. Your mum and dad have always said to me, like, listen, like, try, try not to dwell on things and rather than a glass half empty, it's a glass half full, isn't it? And, yeah. And stuff Good like stuff. That. Yeah. So when you come back, mate, is, do, you, do you take things you've learned into your game? Do you try and... Do people come and watch? Because I know... I know you didn't play rugby league, but rugby league very active scout wise, isn't it? I don't think it's a lot of different. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can ever recall yeah. coaching you. Is anyone coming or we, you know? uh, no, not not massively. No, like you say, it's it's a bit different with the scouting wise in, in terms, of, especially in witness. Yeah, it, it's very rugby league driven, isn't it? And you've got your witness, your Warringtons, and stuff like that round here. Whereas round here, you, you're looking at like the likes of sale, aren't you? If that sort of thing. Ah, push, yeah. Ah, yeah. push, yeah. It's not that close, really. So, unless you're like um, Sam Burgess or something like that, they're probably not going to come and see you, are they? <laughs> no, mate, no. And how was the football? So, as you're getting more serious with the rugby, I imagine the football's getting a more, bit more serious, mate. So, how how does it work with rep stuff? Or as much as there isn't rep stuff, are there like quite serious tournaments where academies will come and watch or... Yeah, especially like I say, it's, again, it's it's probably where you are. Because we was playing yeah. in Liverpool, you, you had quite a few a few scouts coming out and stuff and watching, and you'd see the fellas in his Liverpool trackie or his Everton trackie or nice and discreet, nice and discreet. You want yeah, don't we? Because yeah, but um, no, we, we played at a good standard in the Liverpool league, and like there was was most weekends so, some sort of scout there. Okay. Um, especially when you get to that sort of 13, 14, 15 age when we're looking at taking on the academies and stuff like that. And it, it, it was good, like it was a good standard, like I say, but... And the other thing of, I imagine in football, it's just difficult to break through. I've got mates that have been very good and I don't know until you, you go a live game, I suppose. You don't understand how good some players are at the mm -hmm. things you'd expect them to just be able to do if that makes sense of the touch uh, like the the chat the shape everything you see it different don't you and we'll touch on it later because you know about go footy and stuff don't you but what are kids so what are kids like when it comes to the business end of like uh like a tournament or when the scouts there have you did the kids go a bit greedy did he play for themselves yeah, or, yeah. yeah. you see certain kids go very very greedy yeah like Even in your team, there was a there yeah, was a yeah, couple. there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I say, when you play at that, that decent standard, there's the odd one who does stand out, but then there's the odd one who who tries a little bit too hard to try and stand out, and it ends up affecting the team because there's nothing worse than someone just trying to, to do everything themselves because you can't do everything yourself, and that's the whole part of being a team, isn't it? At the end of the yeah. day, no, it is, mate. So when you're at the back end of school, then mate, you've been playing footy and rugby owls. The exams looking, how are you, and and what are you looking to do leaving school? Um, to be honest, it was one of them. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Well, I wanted to be a teacher at first, um, to be truthfully honest. And again, I wasn't. I was academic, but I wasn't. I never pushed myself to to get them grades, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've seen, like you've, like you've touched on before, I did see school as a, as a sort of a laugh and a joke and everyone says they don't need to go back now, they try a lot harder, but, but no, you, you enjoy your school time and, and exams and stuff. I was I was never forced to go and sit and revise for four hours a night and it was up, it was left up to me sort of thing, but mum and dad always seemed to know when to step in and say, listen, you need to, you need to pick us up a bit and they do, they want the best for you, don't they, so. Of course they do, mate, yeah. And yeah, sort of back back end of school, it is a bit stressful with, with the exams and you think the world's ending, but then when you come into the real world, it, it's nothing really, is it? No, mate. Tell you, no. tell you that yeah. the exams shape your life for the rest of your life, but if you're honest about it, you don't really. No. They get don't get me wrong, they get looked at, don't they? And yeah. I think I think probably for your first couple of years, they probably do dictate to a degree where your life goes. So yeah. if you if you did not got your grades, mate, and say you went down the teaching route. You might have had to have done an extra year or two, might you? Yeah, yeah. Just just through one grade. But after that, then it's about people find the people that they want to invest in, not the grades, yeah. which is hopefully the right thing. Yeah. And did anyone ever tell you growing up, mate, that, listen, once you're blinking, you leave school, you, you're 21 and you're in yeah. the thick end and you just go, man, you're on effing business, don't you? And it's mad, isn't it? You know better, it's, mate. Don't you can have a day about it with me now and... It was like I'm 25 in December and it feels like I left school yesterday and yeah. and stuff like that. And it, it, they do say it, don't they, when you're a kid, I'll make sure you enjoy your school years because you'll, you'll wish you're going back and you think, like you just said, then I'll piss off. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I, don't, I don't like school, like, but then when you think about it now, you're in the real world, you love school, really. <laughs> That's it. And you probably, like you said before, you not necessarily go about it different. You probably just approach it a bit different. It's, yeah. Yeah, I think you build school to, up to be somewhere at and then when you're in the real world, then, mate, there's no going back, is there? No, not at all. No. So what happened leaving school then, mate? Where did you go and when did uh, when did you have to decide football or rugby and what made you decide? So to be fair, with, with the football and rugby side, it was it was open age. Um, so that's sort of like 17, 18. So you play Colts till you're obviously senior Colts, which we'll probably touch on in a bit. But yeah. You play that and then you sort of, you've got to choose then. And to be truthfully honest, I chose football. Right. <laughs> I, um, one, of me, one of my good mates at the time, his dad was the coach up at the Parklands. And he was, uh, he'd been pestering me for, for a year or so to go up. And I sort of, I'd sort of fell out of love with football a bit, to be honest. When I was 16, 17, I was really enjoying my rugby. And, and I made the decision to stop playing football. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you start drinking. And we were drinking up at the Parklands, to be fair, at the time. And um, rolling in it. <laughs> well, we were 16, 17, to be honest, it was the only place that let us in. Right. Um, obviously, disclaimers there, like, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ego asked me, Ego was asking me to go up and I made my choice to go up there. And to be honest, it was just, it was the, mainly the social side that brought me back to the, to the open age at the Wids, like, I'd done a year and a half up at the football and fell back in love with it. And then you, you can quickly fall out of love with things. And to be honest, to put a bit of size on and football. I was struggling a bit with the football and I came and played the game for the Wids on a Saturday. I think the football got cancelled or something. It was chucking down. And uh, I got a text to come and play up at the Wids for the seconds and I've never looked back like it. I played and then stayed up all night and done the drinking and the dancing on the pool tables and stuff signed like that. Signed a lifelong deal. Yeah, signed a lifelong contract with the Wids, yeah. So, <laughs> we're for life now. But yeah, no, it was, uh, we were about 18 where we were out to sort of decide and, and make my mind up. So what did you find the difference from growing up training playing football to all of a sudden playing men's football? Because I don't think there is a, like a 
Like the rugby union do probably a bit of a nicer transition, don't they? Yeah, you've got the junior and senior coach. Yeah. 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 yeah well, what does football. football do? Is it like 18 straight into men's? You can go into like a, um, it's not a cult sort of league, but it's, it's something similar to that sort of setup where right. you play a couple of years together. So like, like you do at Colts with 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Um, but it's not as sort of structured as it is with the, there's not as many opportunities to do it. Whereas rugby, you, you've got to have, you do your senior, you do your junior, your senior Colts, and then you go into the open age. Yeah. So you're sort of building yourself up before you get to open age. Whereas with football, like you say, the it's a bit like, you're playing 17-year-olds one one point and then two weeks later, end of the season, your pre-season comes around, you're playing for all your own men. And I don't care what anyone says, there is a difference. There's yeah. maybe not ability difference, but physical-wise, and you're a young kid, you've probably had it with rugby, you want to kick 10 shades of everything out of you, don't you? And yeah, you've got a nice target on your back. And yeah, you've got a target on your back by the old fellas who fit in the, think you're too young and stuff like that and want to make a mark yeah. and prove that you can still play. And It's... Um, it's it's the same with football, like and get the odd flying elbow and stuff like that on going up for headers and stuff like that. It's they, they do try and leave your mark on you massively, like. What were the differences in training, mate? What what do you do differently? Um, it's probably actually a little bit less structured. Right. Well, as you get older. As you get older, yeah, because you've got that ability as you're getting older. Probably it's it's a bit less with rugby because you couldn't you you're always doing drills and stuff with rugby and don't get it wrong, you do the football drills, but you've got that ability. If you've either got it or you've not with the football, I think more than the rugby, I think you can gradually get better at the rugby. Whereas sort of by mid teens, you, you, you're either a good footballer or a really good footballer, or yeah. footballer. So the drills get a lot less structured, obviously, unless you're doing certain moves, practicing certain setups and stuff like that. That's a bit structured, but in terms of the actual, don't know, in, it, not even intense. The word's not intensity that I'm looking for, but it's it's completely different. It's you stay structured all the way up through rugby. Whereas I, I felt anyway, as you're getting older with the football, it gets a lot less structured at training. Yeah, because I imagine with football, there's it's, I don't want to I don't want to insult anyone, but I imagine it's more loose. Yeah, if that makes sense. Where in rugby, if if you are getting loose. You find the touchline and you're back to a structure, aren't you? Yeah. And yeah. you're back to some form of shape where I think with football, say the ball can be in the air for a while, can't it? And then yeah, someone like that, might yeah. want to bring it down, but then it goes back up or it goes back to keeper. A lot yeah. of the keepers now play like an outfield player, but back when I was growing up and probably a little bit when you was, they just pump it long, wouldn't they? Yeah. And then it's back in the air. Yeah. And yeah. That. Yeah, so yeah, I imagine yeah. it's harder to play a bit of structure football. That's just... And outside the looking in, because I know if if we were go ever going to bother, I'd just say to you, find a touchline. Yeah. And then we go, we just regather. Someone take an ear, some like the knackered or something. Yeah. Like the ref stop playing, we go again. Then mate, don't we? And we set back up and get set. I imagine it's harder in football. I was just wondering how you can train for a game you can't really dictate. Yeah. <laughs> It's different, like you say, with rugby, yeah. you sort of can dictate it a bit more. Obviously, Gosh, you, know, you, can. you, set, you set sort of formations and stuff with the football, and but I think it's a completely different sort of... I think you sort of can understand what a team's going to do at rugby, you know, what, they, what how they're going to play, whereas with football, unless you've played that team before, then nine times out of ten, you're not, you've not got a clue how they're going to set up sort of thing. 
So let's talk about junior cults then, mate, because that would have been your introduction, really, to the yeah. social side of rugby and a young man's game, should we say, isn't it? So what, how was junior cults sold to you and, and who was your coach, who was about, and what did you enjoy most about junior cults? We, uh, we sort of got integrated quite well, to be honest. I thought it was well the way they'd done it. We, we finished our under 16 season, isn't it? Last mm. season before Colts. Yeah. And towards the end of the season, obviously Paul Newell was the coach of the Colts at the time. You know, everyone knows what Paul Newell's like. And yeah. he, actually, he actually approached Dave and said, listen, let's try and get the lads up um, and sort of try and integrate them into this team that we've got. So that was sort of even before pre-season. So it was a bit of like a pre-pre-season. Right. to an end and, and, and we went up and and then to be honest, it it was a bit 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 bad for me to be honest because I, I got glandular fever. So I, I went up for about three, four weeks and absolutely loved it. Was was getting integrated. Obviously, some of my really good mates now were from that team and and then I didn't play then for three, four, five months because I could I couldn't play. Obviously you don't know how much you know about glandular fever, but once you once you actually have it, you can't play for a while because you because um because of health risks and stuff like that. So my my junior cult's first half of the season was really disrupted. Um but the main one was everyone kept me involved constantly. That was the main thing that that was driven and and stuff like that. Even with the lads who weren't playing, Paul Newall, Chris Whitfield was the assistant at the time, and um, and Dave Breeden helped them out. And that that that's the big thing about cults, and it? it's 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 the social side, like you say, it's your first real real introduction to the social side of the wits. And yeah, uh, that's where the love really starts for clubbing it. I think. To be honest. Yeah. So what did you get that away, mate? Did you get where did you get that Angela Viva? Yeah, I, um, it was well. It was caught in well Tenerife. <laughs> right. When I went away, uh, I went away with my mates, mates' family. To be honest, and we went out a few nights in Tenerife and okay. back and, and ended up catching that. And obviously, we know how we are to get to court, right? But we won't yeah. go really too much into that. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's watching, you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah. We, uh, no, so I, I, I didn't know how it worked. So you've missed. Five or six months, mate. Yeah, probably. I reckon. I think if I remember rightly, my first first game that I played was probably after Christmas. Um, coming back after the Christmas break, uh, I remember having an absolute stinker. Because uh, <laughs> obviously, you, I lost. I, to be honest, I lost about three stone yeah. off it because because it messes with all your all that sort of stuff. Um, and I remember I come on as a sub, and obviously. I come on at fullback and knew he had been told these things about me and stuff. Well, pretty similar to what you said before, he plays football and stuff and he should be able to kick a ball and all that. And I remember coming on and coming on at fullback and yeah, I think I did about four kicks and I think he went from me to bloody about five yards in front of me. It was shocking. <laughs> and I, uh, I thought, oh no, I'm never going to play again here. Paul, Paul's seen, seen this now and I thought, oh God. And then to be fair, obviously, luckily, I think he took a bit of a, um, a liking to the social side that I brought across some. I kept on his good side with that sort of thing, but right. And growing up, what position would you have played, mate? Because obviously, I know where you've you've established yourself at. But yeah. well, like I said, I, I was quite a big lad, so I actually started off as a prop. I uh, don't want to be there, dear. No, when I first come up, I started off as a prop, like because like, again, I was I was a big lad and played there for about two, three years. And to be fair, obviously, it was at the time where it wasn't proper scrimmaging. So mm. like eight, nine, ten, it was just sort of and luckily, yeah. Luckily, I uh, one pre-season we come in and Dave just said, "Look, we're going to make a few changes to the lads." Like it was a big group, and one of them was moving me from prop to centre. 
a shot up a little bit. Yes, Dave. So, I went straight from the top of the centre. So, we've all got yeah. Dave Green to thank or, or, uh, or not thank, depending on how you want to look at it. So, how old was he there then? I was about, if I remember rightly, it was about 11, 12, where, where I moved over into the centres. Do you remember how you felt there initially? Because it's a big shift. Yeah, it's a big shift. It was, I, 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 to be honest, I liked it because I liked playing with the ball even at prop and yeah. picked up the core skills with the handling and stuff quite quickly because mm. um, with other sports I used to play, I used to play a bit of cricket and stuff when I was younger. And um, and I think that was one of the other reasons why he moved me because I did have a decent set of hands on me, even at prop sort of thing. And I liked running with the ball. And like I say, I lost lost a little bit of weight, shot up a bit and he, and he, and he made that decision to move me into the centres. Um, right. So I've stayed there ever since. And how was your first game there? And was you always a 12, Macca? Always 12, mate. Yeah, he put me at 12 right. straight away. A bit of a um, crash ball, I think, when I was a bit bigger, when I was younger. Like, but... Well, I only asked that because defensively, I think it's probably easier at 12, isn't it, than 13? Yeah. yeah. So what does it take defensively from a 12 point, i.e. are you vocal? Do you have to trust your 10 and 12 or even trust your back, more, back row a little bit more than your 10 to be able to work better with your 13 to push off? How does all that work for you as you've grown up? Yeah, it's massive, that, that trust. You've got to trust your 10, but like you've said, then you've got to trust that back row to then support the 10 because, like you say, the, you, you're drifting up and out, aren't you, to support yeah. your 13 at 12. But like you, it's, it's key to be vocal as well because I know everyone says the 10 sets the offside line, but... I think it's key that the centres are quite vocal as well, talking to each other, trusting your inside push is, is the big one, like massively. Yeah. And, and and you have got to be able to trust that back row, probably maybe even more than your ten, really, because I think I think sometimes your back row probably ends up coming past the ten, really. Sometimes obviously one thing on his inside, but sometimes you do get the back rows coming coming inside you, and you you then trust them. You, you build that relationship up as well, like by playing yeah. playing with the same lads, and which is which is good if you can. And. Um, it was even it was even more important when me and Tom played in centres together when he when he first <laughs> yeah, that was a good well, couple of years. I was saying that because for, for listeners and and viewers that might not understand rugby union that well, off the back of the scrum, mate. If if you're seven, mainly going to be your seven. So if you're yeah. seven or you're eight, can sort of push you to thirteen and play twelve. Yeah. Not only does your ten fingers crossed not need to make a tackle. That's there, but, massively, yeah. But then you can push off and it leaves us matching them with your winger able to drop in case he put it on the toe, doesn't it? So yeah, massively, that, yeah. that's always getting at, mate. So junior Colts, then how did you find the step up from kid rugby to it's adult rugby, really, isn't it? Because yeah. a lot of teams don't come with 17-year-olds, did they? No, well, especially that, that first year because we, we were 17 and we were playing senior Colts. So yeah. we were playing against nineteen-year-olds, and that first year we were going away to we went away to Vale Loon, all and sort of places. Proper rugby teams, yeah, yeah. like proper rugby teams as well, and it, it was made massively bigger for me, obviously with with, with being ill and stuff and, and losing that lot of weight. I did lose quite a bit of muscle, um, but I worked on it, and 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 it is like you say, you are going up against, like I say, Vale Loon. They're all big lads, people from around there, aren't they? Yeah. They're not there just to, to take part, right? They're there to win, aren't they? And it yeah. is a big step up. And competitive wise, as well, like it, it's competitive up to 16. But I think when you get to that cult stage, it's that them couple of years, I'd say, most competitive rugby I've played personally. Yeah. Um, 
from, from a trying to win point of view each week, week in, week out, cup games, Lancashire Cup, obviously that's when that's first gets really driven into you yeah. with the Lancashire Cup sort of thing and, and stuff like that. But no, it was, especially for me, that first year was, was quite a bit of an eye-opener with, with the um, with not being too good on the health side. like so. And also what viewers and listeners might not know, some of them teams you play against and you've named one of them, they, they pay players, yeah. even from that age. So as much as the key focus will probably be a, be a Saturday, they might only make 10 or 15 minutes on the Saturday. So part of the, I wouldn't say they have contracts, they'll have a verbal agreement that to fulfil the, the wages, basically, yeah. the brown envelope, they then step up on a Sunday. Yeah. So you, so lads that were in your team probably, without being rude, probably outside of three or four, you weren't ready for that type of rugby, really. No. no yeah, no. and then you're playing against people that are, we were playing against in the first yeah. team and second team. Yeah. And yeah. It's a rude away, isn't it? So when did you play your first open age game then, mate? Um, I played, I did play an open age game while I was at Colts because it was when yeah. Sean they all had the seconds. Right. Um wasn't the most enjoyable game. I think it was away at Duckingfield, which is anyone who knows oh, Duckingfield yeah. is absolutely terrible anyway. It was chucking down. So it was, and the pitch is sandy as anything in it. <laughs> and I think he actually put me on the wing. He put me on the wing and, and anyone who knows me knows I absolutely hate playing on the wing. <laughs> and, and like I say, it was chucking down. It was the worst pitch. It's the, it's the, when you're going back in the club, you're not even getting, you don't even want to be in the club. So you're probably better out being offside, outside. And like yeah. I say, it wasn't the most enjoyable to be honest, but, but then, like I say, it was um, it was more when I came back to back after the Colts to, to the open age when it really kicked on to me over the seconds and, and stuff. You were involved in a big day at the Colts, though, was you involved in the home final, mate? Yeah, I was involved. Like I say, the first year, to be fair to us, the first year of both years of my Colts, we won my Cup. Right. We, um, we beat Fylde the first year at Wigan. Um, that was that was a great game. Yeah. Um, cracking, cracking tries in that game. Um and then, like I say, yeah, we were involved in like the last, the last cup day, last cup finals day at Wids, weren't we? Um, yeah. In Bolton, I think we played. Um, yeah. It was a league, league below us, and to be honest, we, we'd, um, we'd gone unbeaten all year in the league, and we, to be honest, we went in a bit. I think some, some of us, including probably myself, went in a bit thinking, oh, here we go, Bolton in the league below us, and he, I think they went something like 10, 15 nil up. Yeah, touching goal for a minute. bit, wasn't it? Yeah. And we were like, oh no, what's going to happen? We're going to get beat here in front of the whole club. <laughs> oh. And how embarrassing is this going to be by getting beat by a team from the league below us? And then anyway, we uh, we sorted ourselves out and got a few tries and the bounce and we ended up coming away with a win, which was massive. And then obviously being at your own club and stuff and, and getting to lift Lancashire Cup at, outside the woods on the steps and stuff, it it was a massive day and it was a great day, great night afterwards as well. Yeah, so... How are you on them big days? And as much as I asked, I asked the pros, I asked the semi pros, I asked us lads, and the answers are all the same. You tell people it's just a normal game, and you haven't done anything different. But I think you'll agree, you do do things differently, oh, yeah, and it isn't good, just yeah. a normal game, is it? So, what was the lead up to the game like the week before? Because I know it, it's it's a big thing for the club, isn't it? At Colts level, yeah. it's something they really they let you know about, don't they? And, I think both both years felt massively different for, for me personally. Obviously, the first year I was sort of in and out of the team, not really playing my position in that first season because I was a junior Colts and mm. and I didn't feel as much pressure that first year. But then obviously the second year, because we only played um 
the, the year we won it the second time, we had no under 19s. It went to a it went to an under 18s. So it was only ourselves in the year below us. So it was our last year. Our last yeah. game was Colts and stuff like that. And that was that felt a lot more pressure as well, being in front of the home crowd and stuff. And I mean, I'm not like I said before, I'm not one of them who who, who have to be sick before a game or or anything like that or think too much into it. But like you said, then if, if you go into a game like that, not a little bit nervous in front of your home crowd and your last game for Colts and Manchester Cup finally, you're lying to whoever you're telling you're not bothered about it, right? Yeah. What a game as well, or your last Colts yeah. game. You know, last Manchester Cup final. Last, last yeah. shame, shame we had to play in the blue kit. Oh, it's not flattering that, mate, is it? And that's when your boss were. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. We'll get, we'll get one arm in it now, I don't think that blue kit. Well, when, when that stage is over, mate, where are you in your life with your education or a job? Where are you in your life with, do you even still want to play adult sport? Are you looking to travel? Are you looking? Because I know you bit like me, you like your travel, you like your gigs, you've, you've got your girlfriend, you just go away a bit. So where does it leave you at the back end of Colts? Um, to be honest, I started, um, it's like I mentioned before, with, with the exams and stuff and, I wasn't too forced, and I don't. I didn't do very well at college, and um, I ended up having to go out and get a job, a full-time job, which I do now uh, as a trainee site manager at the time through yeah. a house builder. Um, so that was last. I've done that in the last year of Colts. Um, so then they they put me through college and just finished uni. Now they put me through all that, and that's where I'm sort of at now. Obviously, progressed as an assistant at the moment, looking to to progress a bit more with that at the moment. Um, that was that and then like I said like I mentioned obviously leaving Colts it was a bit of a I didn't fall out of love with rugby but I'd I'd fell back in love with the football and I had to make a decision with them both going because open ages both on a Saturday with the football and the rugby yeah. and um, I made that decision don't get it wrong I, I loved that that first season of football that I did but then like I say I, um, with that game getting cancelled and coming back up and playing and I found that love I didn't like I said I didn't fall out of love with rugby but I found that love even more again and, and, and then wanted to just come back for more again and, and found that hunger for rugby again, really, to be honest. Yeah, so it was probably a bit... I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you've probably achieved everything you've wanted to in the rugby at that point, haven't you? Especially at that age, yeah. Like yeah, you say, yeah. especially when you're at Colts, it's driven into you how big this Lancashire Cup is and, yeah. and how big stuff like that. And that, that second season, like I say, we went unbeaten until... I'll touch on it in a bit with stories and stuff until we went when and played in the League Cup against Colby. You know, that's another story for in a bit. But um, we, uh, we, we'd we done everything that year, that, that season. We, we went unbeaten in the league, won the league by God knows how many points. Went and won the Lancashire Cup at home at the Wids and and sort of, it, like you say, it feels like you've you've achieved it, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, and I, I felt like I'd, I maybe, maybe I felt a little like I'd missed out a bit on football and not okay. fully, fully closed that door on football and I went and done it, and like I say, I enjoyed myself. But there was just a few bits that weren't the same as when I come back up the Winston and, and, and that sort of side of stuff. You wouldn't have known unless you'd have went, mate, would you? No, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and you you can't can't blame yourself for wanting to have another go at something. It happens, don't it? People have done it before; they'll do it again, mate. So you touched on it there, and you've just brushed over it like it doesn't mean a lot. But you got to throw your hat in the air, mate, didn't you? And you finally yeah. got that that graduation done. So talk us through it and the hard work, the sacrifices you have to make to do that type of thing, mate. Yeah, it was. Um, 
again, I've been really lucky. Like I said, work have put me through my HNC, and I've, and I've just I finished uni. What was it in twenty? It was last year. I finished uni, um, got my degree in construction management. They, I've been lucky enough to be put through that by them. Um, and as I say, it's been a bit strange with COVID because. I finished last year and we had no graduation. So it was a bit like we were meant to graduate like last year, this similar time to last year, and they cancelled it because of COVID. Then we were supposed to do it towards Christmas and they cancelled it again. And it was one of them. It was as if it was never going to happen. And then obviously yeah. this time, luckily it's happened. And it, it was nice, obviously. don't know whether you touched on it with Jack, but we were, we were both here on the same day, like, and had a couple of drinks beforehand and stuff. And it was a nice day to celebrate with both our families, really, because got a few pictures outside Paddy's wigwam and your <laughs> And Jack managed to sneak in a uh, hip flask and stuff like that. So it was a good laugh. We had a good day. Um, oh, brilliant, like, mate. It was as if, it, like, similar to like, like we just said about the Lancashire Cup, it was as if everything come to an end and you finally yeah. achieved what you wanted to achieve with it. And it, it was nice, mate. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, I was going to say, and thankfully, in a, in a nice way, wasn't it? And would it have bothered you if it didn't happen, Ben? Or? It, it sounds a bit weird, but it, it's nice, isn't it, to, to, to have that? Cap, so like cap it off, You've got your whatever, your, your certificate and, yeah. and all that. It's, it's nice to, like, bring something to an end. And it might have felt, yeah, maybe a little bit like it it'd never come to an end if that didn't happen. There was some lads who knew from our course who, who never went and never really understood it because... Like you say, it's nice to come. You're to never going to do it again. Yeah. There's nothing else you're going and seeing because there's lads there I've not seen for two years. Because yeah. last year at university, we didn't go into university because of COVID. So there's, there's, there's lads I've, lads and girls who I've not seen there for two years who I was really close to at uni. And it was nice yeah. to catch up with them and have a night with them and have a drink with them and stuff like that. And you know, it was, it was, it was a really nice day. And plus, it's a day off work, isn't it? It's nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so just touching on that before we move on, the fact that it was all online learning and that, are you? Someone that needs or wants instant feedback first or first, or was you happy enough with the, the the Zoom or the Teams or whatever? I'd say it was a lot different that last year to the two years beforehand, where, like you say, you could if there was something wrong, you'd just stay behind for five minutes and speak to the tutor or or you 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 learn you, you learn and stuff like that. Whereas you had to book appointments with them on Zoom, so you could be waiting. A week, two weeks, where you can't do anything because you're waiting to hear back from them, which is it's frustrating because yeah, you don't want to. I'm a strong, well, I always used to do it, but I tried not to do it at uni where you, you leave your assignment till the night before and you're up till four yeah. o'clock in the morning trying to get it typed <laughs> out and going to college the next day like a zombie. I tried not to do it at uni, but it was hard in that last year because you were waiting a week to two weeks sometimes to get feedback off tutors, and yeah. there wasn't nothing. Don't get it wrong, there's nothing they could do personally because. Obviously, it's not they've not spread, they've not created COVID or anything like that. But but it was it was it was hard that last year. And like you say, it's nice to nice to have your mates who you go uni with to be able to learn from as well. Because like yeah. I say, some of them live in St. Helens, some live in Pearl. You, you don't see them. So that Thursday, because it was one day a week while I was working. Um, right. So that Thursday, it used to be used to be like a nice day because you go and see everyone, and catch up with people, and. Yeah, breaks your week up, like you said, don't it? It's, yeah, exactly, yeah. And breaks the nine to five That's it, yeah. Just imagine how mad it is for people that only know you need to be like that. Yeah. Well, to be so honest, at least, at least yeah. you got the opportunity to experience yeah. uni how it, how it should be, mm. rather than over Zoom or whatever. It's, yeah. Like I say, I, I, luckily I, I, I've been covered with mine, but I can't imagine the people, well, my girlfriend's one of them who, 
we've had three years at uni and never even seen a tutor face to face and they're paying yeah. half amounts of money and, and they're paying for a Zoom for a Zoom. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's yeah. terrible. It's like the way it's given me a degree for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's yeah, it's mad, yeah, isn't it? Because yeah. it's unfortunately she's missing out on apparently some of the best experience of your life. Yeah, again, it might have been different. Obviously, I, I stayed at home, whereas some people go away, don't they? But yeah, stuff like that, and Becky was staying at home anyway. But even people doing that, they've not been able to move out, or they've had to stay there. They can't come home. There was times where yeah. people were staying at the uni accommodation constantly because they weren't allowed to come home to see the families and stuff. So yeah. it's, uh, it's been a very strange time the last couple of years, haven't it? With that yeah. sort of stuff. But right, so we won't touch on the politics of football and that, but. How was it going back into that environment? And then how was the, when you were leaving that environment, is it a door that would be open for you again if you wanted it to be, or does it leave a bit? Um, I think personally for myself, I'm, I, I don't mind a six-a-side or a seven-a-side yeah. mess around with my mates, but I think that sort of competitive football, I think I think it's gone for me now sort of thing. And and obviously I am really still really enjoying my rugby at the moment and, Again, I'd have to give up rugby to go back to football. And at, at this moment in time, I, I can't see it happening. Uh, which is, well, which is it's, it's good news for us. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah. yeah. You never know. Yeah. No one is making passes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, when did was the second team always where you played your rugby? So, did you not have to delve into the third team to climb the ladder? Was it just straight in at, at two's level? Was it? When I when I come back, yeah, I went yeah. back into the twos. I've played a couple of games, like played a couple of games for the thirds and stuff like that. If they needed or our game got cancelled, and I'm more than happy to do so. But when I first come back, that was where I went straight back into yeah, into the twos. And has leadership always been a part of your game in either football or rugby, mate, or is it something that you've developed, or you you might have just fell into it, Mark, and it might not be something you ever thought you would do. I think. I think it helps in, well, especially the positions I play in. Obviously, I played centre-back in football and centre in, in rugby, which is, are both very central positions on the pitch and key areas where you've got to be vocal. So I have always been very, very vocal, but whichever sport I played, um, I was always, I wasn't captain at football, but I was vice-captain from a young age until I finished. So it was always that sort of leadership, again, from, this, from, from that sort of point of view. And... A couple of times, obviously, it's a bit different when you're when you're um, junior rugby. You don't sort of have a set captain, do you? No. So I, I was a captain a couple of times, a vice captain a couple of years, and, and I have I, I enjoy it. I don't think it. I think some people get affected by it, and I don't see it as something to affect you. I think you've got to take it on your chin, and you've got to be that one. Sometimes it's frustrating because you do want to just scream and shout at people when you and you can't sort of thing. But I think it does. I don't think it affects my game. Is, is what, I'm, what I'm sort of trying to get at in that sense. I don't, I don't think I ever thought it affected your game, mate, to be fair to you. And it's a bit, the two's captaincy is a bit like the two's coach. It's hard. Yeah. You, you half don't want it because you, if your aspirations are to play under Andy Mack and play for the first team, sort of rules you out. Yeah. But then if you are going to be there, you want to be able to impose yourself and pipe up if you need to. Mm, definitely, yeah. So it's yeah, you're in a rock and an hard place, really, mate. But the first, we'll touch on first team because it, it's happened a couple of times for you. And you've mentioned unbeaten runs and going to Caldy, and so where does that fit into your rugby mates? Aren't we through that? The Caldy game. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Well, the less, the less I speak about that game, the better, to be honest. But the backstory to it was, um, obviously, we'd gone unbeaten in the league and we went to, I think it was Bolden for the club presentation, for the trophy presentation for the league. Yeah, Jack's um, mentioned this evening. Yeah, to be honest, we, we were the only team uh, drinking and I mean we, we were having a good goal like obviously you know yeah. what we're like so me and Jack and Tom and that we'll have a good goal like yeah. anyway I don't think Tom realised he had to do it but he had to get up and do a speech <laughs> to accept the trophy so yeah. anyway we were, all, we were all well gone at this point so we were all cheering and that. anyway Tom went up on the stage and we'd found out earlier in the week that we were playing Caldy in the League Cup and anyway I think they got unbeaten in their league and we had and anyway Tom only got up on the stage and basically just called Caldy out in front of everyone. <laughs> and we were all cheering and that, like, proper up for it and stuff. And um, basically called them out and said, see you on blah blah One unbeaten run has to end and all this. And we went, oh. Anyway, so anyway, we carried on with that night and stuff. Didn't think anything of it. And anyway, we, um, the game was actually after Paddy's night. <laughs> <laughs> Which is obviously not a good mix anyway. Yeah, not with you, anyway. We'd, um, we'd all been out on Paddy's night and... Um, I was a little bit worse for wear on, on this on this Sunday. And um, and when I say worse for wear, I was like throwing up on the side of the pitch, this bad like on and this was mid afternoon. You play mid-afternoon at Colts, don't you still? Colts. You do, mate, yeah. And um, so I was absolutely hanging, and there's a lot of us that were hanging anyway. I uh, I think I got moved four times just to try and get me out of the way of people. <laughs> I was that bad. I don't think I made one tackle all game. And I think I started off in the centres. He put me to, I think he put me from centre to wing, wing to full back, and this was just to try and get me out of the way of having to make a tackle. Uh, anyway, in the end, I said to Davis, "You're gonna to have to pull me off. I, I can't do this." And anyway, <laughs> I think we got beat some like forty-seven-five in the end. We only, we only scored like a probably scummy try right at the end. I think Josh made managed to rip the ball off him on the line or something like that, and it, it was it was absolutely it was embarrassing. Like, and uh, I say I've never um, never lived that one down with some of the lads. Anyway, you like to remind me of that game all the time. <laughs> Burning off, mate. So when did you when did you feel established or do you do you ever feel established in the second team? And talk us through some of your your nice moments and your happy your happy memories of second team rugby, mate. I think it's like I say, once you get that first year you well, the first year I come back, obviously, I knew a lot of people from the club anyway, which helped a lot because I'd been up there before. Um, yeah. and to be fair, they talked to me the older lads and stuff like like so Josh Payton and Josh Arch and stuff, who I'm good mates with now, um, took me re- took to me really well and I took to them really well. And, and they sort of helped me feel established. And then, as I say, the last couple of seasons when I got the captaincy, that helps you even more with the established in that sort of side and environment. Um, probably best memories I probably remember. I think it might have been my first year we won the league. Um, that was a really good team. It was like so Josh Payton, Josh Arch, Andy Owens come up for the first year at Openhagen and played really well. Obviously, myself, Jack, a um, couple of our, our lads from our team. Um, and then, to be honest, last, last couple of seasons, I've, I've really enjoyed it. But then last year, obviously, coming, it was bittersweet, like, but we, we come so yeah. close to, to winning that league last year. And obviously, if we didn't know, if the league had been a bit more updated, you might have known that we could have um, could have won the league with a losing bonus point, but we didn't. So, yeah. Um, we didn't end up going for any penalties and stuff like that when we when really we probably should have when we thought we had to score right. a try. But but no, it's 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 more again. It's it's a good environment. The second team, it's all enjoyable, really. I, I haven't got many bad words to say about the second team. It's just sometimes it can be a little bit hard with you get some people who are committed. And you you do sometimes get them people who just want to sort of play social rugby sometimes, and 
sometimes I've in the past I've been I've been guilty of it sort of thing and sometimes it's hard to coach obviously probably what you understand from the coaching side and sometimes it is hard to sort of get them up for the games and stuff like that but but that's what you do get with all open age rugby to be honest I think obviously do mate and like you said before with the football you get to a certain age and it's the same in rugby you can play rugby or you need a bit of nurture yeah. if it if it open age rugby you you don't know the basics or can't do it that's when you need to be coached and to be quite honest you're not going to get the coaching you need because no. there's that many lads and that much going on where you, you can't pull yourself away to help that person so the third team probably is the level and that's and, and that's yeah. it but second team there's no coaching involved really you're just trying to tell people what you see or what you've experienced and if they want to take that on they do if they don't we get results we get it, it, it is what it is I probably took it a bit too serious to be honest only when you step away you think oh you should have been a bit more light hearted and, and stuff like that but it, it's hindsight in it but it was a great team to be around he's been, he's been a good crack in that so we can't more mate and we went some yeah. shitty places and yeah. got some great results but so What's what's that chat like when? Because I've no doubt it'd have been Dan, was it, that pulled you aside and said, "I'm, I'm looking at you as a captain. Is it something you want to do?" How did that chat go? It might. It was it. It was more towards yourselves and Watto, I think, wasn't it? Towards your oh, back end, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Dan was sort of started to come in, wasn't he? And mm. then Dan, you, yourself, and Watto were still really involved. And I think Josh Payton and Tom Griff were sort of Tom Griff was obviously coming to a bit of an end with, with the playing and stuff and. I think Josh Payton was a bit in between teams, wasn't he, at the time? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just remember them asking me, I think. I can't remember if it was yourself or what or Dan. I just remember being asked. And, and like you say, I, I do. I do like sort of... I like being able to talk to the ref legally, to be honest. It, yeah. it helps me out a lot because I am, I am very vocal, good way or bad way towards the refs. And I try and keep the line, but sometimes... Sometimes I've, I've been culprit to it. When, when, I always remember when you pulled me off that game against, um, can't remember where he was away, and we, we had the half-time team talk of whoever speaks to the referee next, he's getting pulled off. And anyway, I think I kicked the ball, I think he was playing 10, and I kicked the ball and his fellow put one on me late and I turned around and called him all sorts and called the ref all sorts and you pulled me off and were like, you're not going back on. And I was like, fair enough, like, you can't you can't do that, can you? Especially not when you're captain. But you can. Ball, when you're captain, because you can't be yeah. called in there. Not the ref, but if someone's going to put a weight one on you, yeah, you can. You're fully entitled to do what you need to do, mate. And I, I for one, ain't going to stop you doing what you need to do <laughs> on someone doing that. But no, it's and it's not that like without knowing it, mate. Probably people are looking up to you as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know yourself off like I don't. I'm not going to bad mouth him. I'm quite like the lad, but like Josh, he speaks to referees after a first team game, and, and he's the only one to remember, and it ain't for good reasons. Yeah. And you know what, mate, referees talk and it sticks with them. Yeah, it sticks and they'll remember them. It does, it does, no matter how much he changes now, refs will be looking for him. Mm. And he might not say another word for another 10 years playing, but he'll get the blame for something he's not done. Yeah, yeah. And he will, unfortunately. So you've you've played a few first-team games, mate, and you've been unlucky to be a travelling reserve, and that's that could be probably the last time I've seen you actually at the... The LSA final. I think you were a travelling yeah. reserve, weren't you? But yeah, how do you how do you find that environment again? Because it's again it it's a step up, not a drastic one no. by no means. But I think the seriousness changes, like you mentioned before, doesn't it? Yeah. 
characters aren't as open on a match they are they they're very directive focus and intent on what they want to say to you there's not a lot of yeah. givers to their mate on the match there with the with oh. the first team so how did you find it and how are you coming in and out as well because I struggled with that at a young age mate to be honest I didn't I thought I didn't like it I didn't know where I stood yeah I um, to be honest my outlook on it all has, has completely changed sort of I'd probably say the last year year and a half I was a very strong believer of I thought it was built up to be a lot that it wasn't when I first come up yeah. and people were telling you how big of a step up it is. And sometimes, like you say, it, it's a step up, of course, of physicality, fitness. You notice that massively when you step up. But this last sort of year and a half, I've, I've completely changed the way I sort of look at it now. And yes. I've really enjoyed playing under under Andy Matt when, when I've been selected. I'm enjoying it as well, because I think, to be honest, nowadays, more of my friends are playing as well. Sort of friends yes. outside in the woods. Obviously, Tom, Jack's played quite a bit last year. Josh Kenyon, Jamie Patient, Will Patient. It's more sort of our group going up now, so it's, it's a lot more enjoyable when you're playing as well. Mm. Um, and I think, to be fair, people can say what they want, but to be fair, Andy Matt tells you why you get selected or why you're not. And that was one of my big pet peeves a few years ago, that you, you sort of, you could play one week, play a decent game, and something might happen the week after, and you don't yeah. get selected. Whereas he'll actually justify why he's not picked yet. Obviously, right. before before the LSH game, he, he messaged me and stuff and said, obviously, there's a reason why you're not being you, you're coming as a reserve and you can fully as long as they fully justify it, you don't mind. So it was um, it's good and like I say, it is there is a, there is that sort of physicality and and fitness step up massive. It's not a massive step up like you've said, but it's noticeable if you if you're not there, if you know what I mean. If yeah, oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same way. Yeah, we only had to see that. Manchester Cup final with Preston, didn't we? And yeah, that was that was. Yeah. There was levels again, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, as much <laughs> as our lads played really well, just the fact how quick and clean they were. Yeah. Because let's not beat around the bus. The, the way they were celebrating stuff and that, they didn't smash no one. No. They didn't. They didn't. They weren't amazing. Like without being rude to them, yeah, they yeah. won comfortably in the end. But the basics were very good. The ball was very clean. Yeah. And they didn't have to break strive for a pass or attack. They'd done what they had to do. Mm. And they're pretty good at it. Yeah. You it can see big. why they put bigger scores on so-called better teams than us. Because that they, they, they were good at it. Fair play to Arnie and whoever helped him out. They, they were a good side. Mm. But we weren't million miles away. It was just them fine margins, mate. And it were... Some of our lads were having to break stride for a pass, missed a tackle, um, a drop pass. They weren't doing that. No. And that's the difference at that level. So future ambitions with your rugby, mate, would you be happy just to see your rugby career out with the twos or are you, are you pushing for first-team rugby? I'm pushing, but mm. at the same time, it's not like I've said to you before, I'm, I'm not going to beat myself up if it, if it doesn't come. I want it yeah. to come. Hopefully, Andy Mack and stuff think I'm good enough to do it. And like I say, I've enjoyed. I played a couple of games back in the last season for them, and really enjoyed it. Like, and obviously, come on, Lancashire Cup final. It was a good, really good experience to come up against a team like that. And like I say, yeah, I'm, I'm pushing, but like I say, it's it's not going to weigh me down if it, if it doesn't. Yeah. 
and on the job front, mate, are you looking for the MD's position or what? Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to stop pushing on that one, mate, yeah. Yeah. And uh, be- before we get on to daft questions, mate, because I missed it and I was a little bit gutted about what I always jelly. Oh, mate, it was unbelievable. I can imagine. It was unbelievable. It was... Support acts were a bit... But then when you come on, you put a show on, like, to be fair. Mate, the old day was good, yeah. That's what the cracking, cracking day was a good set of lads, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice to get, we, we ended up buying a, uh, well, Wilde ended up buying a rocking horse off a, off a homeless person <laughs> for a tenner, which I thought was quite a good deal. When he went on eBay later on, it was getting sold for 25 quid. He was quite happy. Profit's profit. Yeah. Profit's profit, mate, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't nice when you sat on the seat and it was soaking wet, like. I don't want to know what with. I didn't really want to know what was on the bottom of my No, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was another experience. Like, but no, it was a it was a, it was a cracking day, mate. To be fair, yeah, it was just a shame you weren't there. So Liam's had a homeless guy off for fifteen quid. Yeah, but to be fair, it'd be quite interesting to see what the um, the cleaners in the hotel thought of it because obviously we didn't bring it back with us. So hotel room, yeah. <laughs> so, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what they thought about that when they walked in the hotel room, mate. It'd be better than seeing what I, what I think they probably half expected seeing, well, mate. So would have yeah. So daft questions, mate. So yeah. we'll start with any pre-match superstitions. Um, to be honest, I, I can't say I've got one. I um, I always like to try and eat the same thing if I can, or I'll try and try and eat well if I can on in the yeah. morning. Sometimes it's hard if I'm in work and stuff like that. But and to be honest, even though I'm a captain, I've always liked to keep myself to myself before a game. Um, I think I'd rather try and do it out on the pitch. Yeah. Obviously, before we go out, I don't mind having a chat with everyone, but in the change rooms, I always quite like to try and keep myself to myself, sit there, think about what I'm going to do in the game, think about what I've got to do for myself and what I need to do for other people and stuff and, and, and that sort of thing. I wouldn't say I'm not one of these people who put my left sock on first or me, yeah. or, or you know what I mean? I've got, a, I've got a pair of skins that I've worn since I was five and all that. And <laughs> I'm not one of them sort of people, but like I say, I do try and eat well or try and eat the same. And like I say, try and keep keep myself to myself really before the game. Right. So the toughest person you've played with or against. So say you don't you obviously won't know a lot of blokes you play against, but if there's someone that stands out from somewhere where you're falling, all right, he's give me a day of it here. So the toughest you've played with and against. Um oh, it's an hard one, that one. I remember having a tough game against Old Williams last year. The, um, they had a centre who, who was a good player. I think he might have been the first team centre, like, to be honest, when he played against us, but he, he was a good player. Um, trying to think, toughest player I've played with. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's just completely different types of tough, isn't it, sometimes? Well, that's exactly it. The definition's yeah. different, mate, yeah. yeah. You get people who just get knocked constantly and just get back up and... And get knocked back down like in the last year, like George, you you played all year with an injury, and, and just kept getting back up. And he, everyone says he's a bit of a bowling ball, uh, a, um, a stumbling block, and you just see him like fellas running over him, and he'll just get back up. He does, like, to be fair, yeah. Nose pissing out, pissed blood, sorry, blood pissing out of his nose, and he just gets back up and he walks around like there's nothing happened. And loves uh, the beer as well. And loves an, absolutely loves an ale, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so your favourite place you've been away to? As in ground-wise, um, which you won't be blessed of playing in too many nice places, unfortunately. 
trying to think we have good facilities because there's like I say, there's not a lot, is there to be truthfully honest. I think we I generally think we've got one of the best facilities. Understand when you when you go around to some places and like I said before, ducking field and yeah. go to places and the showers are dripping out one one drop of water at a time and stuff, aren't they? I think I remember Vale Loom being all right. Yeah. Vale Loom was an all right ground when we went away there. That was they had they had a nice setup up there. Um yeah, probably Vale Loom to be fair. You, 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 we don't really go up to Cumbria anymore and stuff, do we, at the moment? Oh, so we don't see the no. Because I remember Penrith, I think Penrith had a decent setup, didn't we, when we went up to the uh, semi final that time? I didn't come with you, but they do have a decent setup. Yeah. yeah. Not the stand yeah, stuff, yeah. I, I didn't play. I, um, I'd, fractured me, I'd fractured my eye, uh, eye socket. So I didn't play, but I remember them having a decent setup there. Decent, well, a decent bar anyway, if nothing else. <laughs> right. So say you and the lads are out, mate. You've had yeah. a few microphone ends up in your hand. The volume's turned up. What you're giving us? One song I always sing, Suspicious Minds. Every time, no matter what. No matter how many times Tom O'Neill says they can't sing it, it's getting sung. <laughs> <laughs> and do you give us a one-two step and a click? Are you just someone that blasts it out? Oh, I'll, I'll go for it with Suspicious Minds, like, yeah. I'll you give us the shuffle, yeah. I'll give it a good go, like, yeah. Yeah. Got it down to right. the team now. Got it down to. Got me at the Yeah. I need to just whip a, whip a, like a, a random song out, mate. You might have to just learn one and for all <laughs> people. Mm, try that. So, one. one to 15 that you've played with. Right. It could be schoolmates with yeah. lads, whoever you are, mate. So, you start from whatever position you want to start with. And tell me a little bit, a little bit why. Yeah, I've been thinking about this one because there's, there's a couple of lads. I've worn one of the lads already. You won't be very happy when I've had to put right. him to get everyone in because there's a couple of players where I, uh, I've had to put them a little bit out. We played there, but I've had to put them a little bit out of position. So yeah. I'll start in the forwards, obviously. So yeah. the first one is not going to be very happy is Tom. He's going at prop, Tom O'Neill. <laughs> he uh, played there on the pole. They all at Colts and was in the first year. And to be honest, he was one of the only lads who, who actually stood up that first year from our age. And to do it in the front row was, was really impressive. Like, and obviously he's gone back to the back row now where he, where he, where he was beforehand. But too he's slim. He's too, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's definitely not going to go back to prop now, is he? No. So, yeah, he's going to... Um, I warned him before at training, so I pre-warned him. But, yeah, he's going to go with prop. So, Hooker, Ben Mercer. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable player. But I've never seen someone have so many brain farts when it comes down to actually... He'll, He's he'll frustrated. They'll run an absolutely perfect line, get into the full back two on one and try and throw out the back, out the back of his hand. And you're just like, why have you just done that? All a 10 man first ball. Yeah, and it's just it's mental because he's <laughs> such a good player as well. He is. He is a good yeah. player, Ben. Um, then the other props will be Arnie. Um, played a bit of Arnie in the seconds when I first came up, to be fair. Um, deadly around, deadly in the opposition's 22. Um, Slash five. Yeah. And he's he's a he's a good well from what I can understand the props he, he seems to be a good scrummager and he's and to be fair he's a very he's a really good lad like yeah. he always, he's always looked out for me he tries to wind me up and but he always does apologise at the end of it and say you know I'm always going to wind you up so uh, yeah. you know, and he goes in um, second row first I'll put Lewis Bates in yeah obviously unfortunately he doesn't play anymore with his shoulder but very very good player again especially in the lineups and stuff. Um, and he can play back row as well. You, you can mix it as well, Bates. To be yeah, fair it's too. mobile, yeah. And again, he's a top lad, like, so 
Another one who will have to put out of position is Jack Gill. He's going to have to go in the second row. Yeah. Again, he's not going to like that, but he, um, he's going to have to go in there. And I can just, when I go through my back row, he'll, he'll understand why. But no, Jack's a top one. Yeah. Your best mate, like sort of thing. And I had to put, he's going in because he put me in as well. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll have to get him in there. But no, he's another lad who, who, who like you say, you've, you've coached him in the second team. And yeah. he, he seems to have, to be honest, he's one of them players who probably, I'd say, has got a lot better since we've come to open age. Yeah, yeah, it's just got better and better yeah, to be fair. He seems to be getting better and better at open age. He, he had always wind him up because he was most improved at under 16s. It <laughs> always winds him up like he hates it. Like, I he didn't share like, that yeah, with me, I'll tell you that. It, it was like a spiky trophy, and, he, and I remember winding him up. He said, I'm going to stick this in my own head here because it's winding me up. That just will most improve. And he said, I don't let him forget about that one. But no, he does. He has he has massively improved to be fair to him, right? Yeah. And, and he keeps and he, and he sets a tone on the floor with like in, in the seconds and Fair play yeah. to him. He stood up for the first this year and had a good crack. Um, so into the back row, he can all sort of play across the back row. But first one we're gonna put is Andy Preston. Yeah. You could you could probably play him one to fifteen if you wanted to. And Agreed. Best player on the pitch, he was absolutely Colts wise. He was there that first year when we went up like and he was unbelievable. I think he played hooker one week. The week after he played ten. The week after he played thirteen and eight seven. And he were, I think he might have even played prop one week when we were short. He, he was a cracking, very, very gifted player, Andy Preston White. Um, and then I'm going to go for both the Breedens, Josh okay, and Alan, okay. which I think will make a bit of a deadly duo. Um, obviously, we know what happens like now. Absolute freak. <laughs> freak of nature, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but Josh was Josh was different. Josh was Josh was a bit of a freak, but technically wise, he's probably the best best player I've, I'd say I play with. In the rooks and stuff like that, as a bat rower, yeah. again, he's one of them kids who used to score 100 tries a year when we were younger and used to be a back. And then he went into the back row as he got a bit older and stuff. And some of the stuff he used to then ripping tackles, honestly, like I mentioned before, he'd go into a tackle and he'd, he'd come out with the ball every single time. And he was like, oh, Have you just done that? Yeah. But no, he, he was very good. And I wish I just wish he'd have been able to stay up a bit longer, to be honest, because he hasn't come into open age, Josh, has he? So um, well, both lads would have got some of they? Like, I'm yeah. shocked like they don't get what that. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, I think it's more on their own. Like I say, more on their own accord that we don't get looked at, I think, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, I'd say so, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they, that's before was done anyway. So that's that's a pretty decent pack, I think. They'll, they'll mix yeah. up with a few people. Uh, a couple of lads are lucky to miss out, but it's only one to 15, isn't it? That's not it, even, mate. Yeah. Not even getting myself in. So, Captain <laughs> kicker, caught. <laughs> so no, Na- to be honest, nine was nine was a tough one. So playing yeah. with a few very good nines. Um Jack Jolly, Paul Cunningham, obviously Kenny at the moment, but I've gone with Jonesy. Yeah. Alex Jones. Um I think his kicking game's unbelievable, like from nine. I've not seen a kicking game. Obviously, I've not played with a kicking game like it at nine. Obviously, I don't know with you yourself. Obviously, you play with some good nines, but his game management as well from nine is 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 second to none. Like he's he's um He's a cracking player. And to be honest, we missed him. Well, Deck coming back end of the year and really stood up to be for to be fair for us, Deck Rice. But Jonesy, obviously, we thought it was going to be a big, big miss with him breaking his ankle first game of the year last year. Yeah. Um, Must yeah. be something with football players because I remember. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. Beachy was very similar. Yeah. Beachy was a great player, but playing nine and ten. Yeah. But I think he got more frustrated at ten, and mm-hmm. if he got frustrated, you lost him. He might yeah. as well not be there, but they they both therefore got some. Yeah, 
you know, he's 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 great. We'd like to say with his with his kicking game, it's it's really good. Like so, yeah. Um, standoff. I'm gonna go with Gaz Whit, Gaz Whitfield. I think he's a bit like Marmite. I think Gaz. I think you either absolutely love him as a player or you can't stand him. But some of the things I've seen him do from he, he, to be honest, Gaz only started playing late, probably 15s. And but oh, like, right, okay. when you watched him play, obviously you played him a couple of times, haven't you? And mm. he can be can be guilty of keeping all the ball sometimes when he shouldn't. But then sometimes you used to watch him from his own 22 and some of the things he used to do and score tries and and he was probably more of a fullback, but. I'm about to put him at 10 because I've got another lad at fullback. So. No worries, um, mate. Then on one wing, I've gone for Sheldon. Yeah. Only man faster than him is probably the other winger. He was um, he was a cracking player, Sheldon, like played with him at Colts. Yeah. Um, again, didn't really didn't stay after Colts, did he really? He, um, oh, he had a bit of a spell with us and then. Yeah. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, inside centre, I'm going to go Matty Walker. Yeah. I say it every time I'm drunk, but Matty Walker is one of my favourite players ever. And it's just so a happens he's your back scorch next year. It sounds like you're creeping a little bit, exactly. to be honest with you. Not, not Daphne, mate. <laughs> not <me. laughs> Got someone on the end of my nose there, but no. He, uh, <laughs> I always tell him, and I, I always tell everyone else, like, but when I'm drunk and making an idiot of myself, like, what I do generally think be missing massively. Like, I think it's yeah. such a shame that he can't can't play anymore. Like, I know he wants to. It's a shame because he generally wants to play. Like, and Got people there who don't want to play and, and, and can play and he can't like because every time he plays, you come back last year for a game and he, he wasn't meant to play any first tackle because he tackles around everyone's ankles as you know. Yeah. He, he got the boots to the face and that's how fast it is. Stuff like that. And you're just like he's come back for one game and yeah. But no, we, hopefully fingers crossed for him. He, he finds his way with the, with the coaching this year. Like and he'll be yeah. a great addition, I think. Anyway. No, I agree, um, mate. Thirteen. Going to go Sean Mack. Yeah. Obviously, never had the pleasure of playing with Tom Lapp, but I've never seen anyone tackle like Sean Mack. It's just um, in the blood, I think, mate. Just an absolute freak and a, a cracking scary. player. A cracking player, anyway. But used to watch the first year at Colts at Lancashire Cup final. We um, probably heard this one. We, we were playing against Fylde in Lancashire Cup final at Wigan, and all week Paul Newall got about this inside centre, Fylde captain, and all this, and great player. Don't let him step off his right foot and all this because he'll just go dead fast. Anyway, first tackle of the game, they're 10 for a bit of a murder ball, so he opened his ribs up. Anyway, he didn't play the rest of the game, Sean Matt. <laughs> Dealt with him. Got, got him proper around his ribs, like, and didn't come back on this lad and set yeah. the tone of the game, really. Because obviously, as you probably know, Sean, Sean's, Sean does get a lot very nervous with the games done, and I think that probably helped him with, with that sort of side of things. But no, great yeah. player, but absolute monster in defence. Um, Last second winger was a bit torn, but I was going to put someone in who's not really a winger, but to get him in, but I'm not going to now. So I'm going to put Butler on the other wing, yep. James Butler. Um, only man who I've ever met who's probably faster than Sheldon, maybe Lee Holland. Um, but great player for the twos, obviously makes a massive difference when he plays. Just a shame he doesn't play every week, really. Yeah, um, fast can catch, pass, kick, great player like. And then at full back, Andy Owens. Obviously, a very, very good mate of mine, but also a very, very good rugby player. Like, and fully deserves to be in the team. He obviously tried, explored a little bit last year, and, and luckily to us, come back. But because we were going to miss him massively if he had if he had gone. Um, but since he's come in, he, he's made that position his own. Like, and, and fair play to him because his kicking game again from fullback is he's great. Like, and 
speed and defence-wise, he's great to have at full-back. Just a quick reminder that Bydell Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Egging. So if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Egging, you'll get a free stud and a 1% discount. You've been listening to Trot the Egging. Thanks to our sponsors Bydell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Egging and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.